This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. Now we're defining populism a little more, what, 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 how that happens, how populism comes to be. Um, globalist versus nationalist, kind of the same idea of, of uh, cities versus country, which is left versus right, which is progressive versus conservative, right? different words to kind of describe the same concept. So we just described the, the, the process, the, the three-step process, Towards becoming uh, towards a populist movement that sets the stage for a populist movement that Trump was, of course, the leader of here. Now, on top of all that, I'm not going to repeat any of it, but on top of all that, you throw in some good old fashioned smug. That's a great way to just throw a little bit of extra gasoline on the populist fire. You put in plenty of smug. I'll explain, but let me let me back it up here. So the, the best Christmas gift that my wife got me uh, this year was a uh, beautiful printout, like a calligraphy, not a printout, just someone, someone handmade uh, a prayer from General MacArthur that he wrote for his son, who was born in uh, 1952. He was stationed in Australia at the time. And the name of the prayer is Build Me a Son. And so it's like, it's written out beautifully, framed, put up in the nursery. It's awesome. And at the end of it, it says, after all these things are his, so it lists like 20 things. After all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor so that he may always be serious, yet never take himself too seriously. And give him humility so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, and the meekness of of true strength. Then I, his father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. It's an awesome poem. Look for Build Me a Son, MacArthur. The part I want to talk about here is the the open mind of true wisdom. True wisdom requires an open mind. And maybe this is a good time, our first show of the new year, to reemphasize the importance of keeping an open mind and keeping and hearing all opinions. The policy on this show has always been that every opinion is welcome as long as you have an argument. That has always been our approach to the show. And from time to time, it's interesting, we have callers or guests with different opinions, and I will let them talk. And every time I do that, I get an email from someone criticizing me because I didn't shut the person down or or wreck them or whatever. What's like a click? I didn't eviscerate them. Right, like all the clickbait headlines, like "Oh, person X eviscerates person Y." <laughs> so I didn't do enough eviscerating on the on the radio or whatever. That's not my job. You're not dumb. You can respond yourself as the person's talking. I want to hear them talk. I want to hear them out. I want to hear what they got to say. I want to hear what they're coming from. Where they're coming from. I want them to hang themselves with their own rope. So I'm not going to cut them off. I see no benefit in that. Other than maybe it feels good to eviscerate someone or whatever. 
Anyway, the point is we can't be smug because that's the opposite of having an open mind, right? It's, it's being smug is when you have a closed mind and then you look down on the person who has a different perspective. Nothing turns people off more than smug. There's a cartoon in the New Yorker and it's got a guy on a plane, right? Sitting in the middle of the plane and he's standing up and he's looking backwards to the rest of the plane. And he says, these, uh, these pilots have lost touch with regular passengers like us. Who thinks I should fly the plane? And everyone's hands are in the air. And the analogy here is, of course, that we, the people, the dumb people, we don't want the, the, the powerful, competent, righteous leaders that we have today leading the country anymore. So it's better to just pick some random people off the street, like, I don't know, Donald Trump to run things, and it's going to go great. So electing Donald Trump to presidency is like a passenger flying an airplane. That's, that's what they're doing. Now, the analogy is ridiculous. Trump may have no political experience, but to say he has no experience running things or running big things is wildly disingenuous. And I also don't think anyone has an inherent problem with the elite, as long as they're good. Right. Does, any, does, it, honestly, that's a good, does anyone have a, any real problems with the elite, whatever that means? I'll make, a, I'll make an equally bad analogy as the New Yorker. I have no problem with Tom Brady being referred to as the best quarterback of all time. Okay, people can throw out different names here and there, fine. But I mean, listen, Tom Brady, he's in the running, right? A top, top 10 quarterbacks of all time, certainly, right? I have no problem with that being talked about. But I would have a problem if he was called the best quarterback of all time, and he averaged 12 interceptions a game. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait a second. And, and, and also, of course, if those 12 interceptions actually affected my life, like politicians' ineptness does. So the elite's not the problem. Like Tom Brady being the best isn't the problem. It's being the best or being referred to as the best when you're really bad. Like that's, that's where the problem is. So being an elite been politician or whatever, like that's not a problem. I don't care. But if you're an incompetent elite, right? That's what it is. It's the incompetent elite that matters. And then to go back to my bad analogy, if we said, hey, Tom, um, Tom Brady, stop throwing interceptions. Well, then we're criticized, right? So to go to the New Yorker's bad analogy, it'd be like passengers saying, hey, uh, pilot, are you actually going to fly this plane properly? Like you say you will, you say you're a pilot, but you haven't taken off or seems to be we're about to crash into that mountain. Like, like what, what are you going to fly this plane? Right. Or no. To bring it to the president, real life. Will you, will, will this plan actually decrease healthcare premiums? Oh, I'm racist for asking weird. So the elite's not the problem. It's the incompetence. And then the smug that follows. How dare you question me? How dare you question this? You don't know better, et cetera, et cetera. It's the smug. And nothing will rile a person up more than being smugged on. And we've been getting a lot of that these last few years. So you get the whole populism uprising that we're talking about, right? The economic crash, things out of control, a couple of different forces happening. On top of all that, you throw in a bunch of smug, pff, it's over. Of course, Trump, Trump was going to win, which is why we said he was going to win you know, a year before he won. I want to quote here from Anthony Bourdain. 
I really like Anthony Bourdain. I like his travel show. Uh, he's very liberal. Hates Trump. Hates him. He wrote, you did an interview the other day. Sorry, an interview. Uh, first, he's going off on PC culture. I'll start here. Contempt with which privileged Eastern liberals, such as myself, discuss red state, gun country, working class America as ridiculous and morons and rubes is largely responsible for the upswell of rage and contempt and the desire to pull down the temple that we're seeing now. That's what we just talked about. He says, I've spent a lot of time in gun country, God-fearing America. There are a heck of a lot of nice people there who are doing what everyone else in this world is trying to do the best they can to get by and to take care of themselves and the people they love. And when we deny them their basic humanity and legitimacy of their views, however different they may be than ours, when we mock them at every turn, when we treat them with contempt, we do no one any good. And nothing nauseates me more than preaching to the converted. The self-congratulatory tone of the privileged left, just repeating and repeating and repeating the outrages of the opposition. This does not win hearts and minds. It doesn't change anyone's opinions. It only solidifies them and makes things worse for all of us. We should be breaking bread with each other and finding common ground whenever possible. And I fear, I fear that is not at all what we've done. Perfect analysis there. One last thing. He goes on to talk about Bill Maher's show. The question was, what do you think of Bill Maher? And he wrote, insufferably smug. And really the worst of the smug, self-congratulatory left. I have a low opinion of him. I did not have an enjoyable experience on his show. Not a show I plan to do again. He's a classic example of the smirking, contemptuous, privileged guy who lives in a bubble. And he is in no way looking to reach outside or even look outside of that bubble in an empathetic way. So let's not be that person ever to go back to general MacArthur. Let's always understand that the importance of the open mind of true wisdom. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 